Let's face it, Brit happens. Success is rarely a straight line. It's a journey with many twists, turns, potholes, and unwelcome detours. The secret, however, lies in how we react. Keep listening to learn how to effectively respond to life's curveballs, improve your resilience, and how winners pivot from setbacks to success. I'm your host, Brittany Sharpton. Let's get started. I am super excited to welcome Miami-Dade County District 8 Commissioner Danielle Cohen-Higgins to Brit Happens. She is the mama of two nuggets, a wife, attorney, small business owner, and earlier this month proudly announced your 2022 campaign. So congratulations and welcome, Commissioner. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to tell you that that was the best introduction yet because <laughs> you started with my favorite thing in the world, which are my two chicken nuggets. And I call them the, my chicken nuggets because they're so delicious. So they are you. very cute. I, I follow you and your beautiful family. So thank you. <laughs> they're going to have to make a debut more often. It's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you. So commissioner, you are the vice chair of major economic committees and engines here in the county. So how do you plan to address the growing gap between the haves and the have-nots in our communities? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. And you know, this is certainly a priority for myself and for my team. And, you know, I sit as the vice chairwoman of the airport and the economic development committee. Um, and so very important items come across our desk and it also gives us quite the platform to create these opportunities to close these gaps, right? And it's interesting because our county is very, very large. We have a $9 billion budget. Um, and it's my um, really um, keen interest and focus to figure out how we as a community can have access to those funds in the most meaningful way possible. Um, I'm a strong believer that government doesn't have a problem of not having sufficient funds. It has a problem spending those funds, right? And so I am always looking at existing programs and thinking about ways that we can either innovate those programs, make changes to those programs, or incorporate additional programs so that our residents are actually being able to act access these services. You know, Brittany, you know, forget about the $9 billion budget. There are a tremendous amount of services that Miami-Dade County offers to its residents, but our residents don't know that these services exist. Uh, and so I'm actually working on legislation right now as it pertains to um, violence that has been plaguing our community, for example, uh, and asking the question of, you know, where does a mom call, whether you're a single mom or it's a two-parent household, where do you call if you know that your son is 16, 17, you know, you've done everything that you can to try to keep him out of trouble, but he still keeps getting himself into trouble. You know that there's an issue with him and you're afraid that he's going to pick up a gun and shoot someone this weekend. You as a mom have that fear. Where do you call? You're not going to call 911, Brittany, right? We're not going to call 911 on our sons and our daughters. We don't want them to be arrested. It would be wonderful if there was a number that residents in our county could call to say, I'm afraid my son is about to shoot. Please, where can I plug him in to help deter him from taking that exact uh, option. And so we're working on that and hopefully we'll have an announcement regarding that very, very soon. And that's just one example, Brittany, of how we can make the resources we have available more tangible and more accessible to the residents in our community. 
Thank you. And you kind of segue into my next question because I wanted to ask what's one significant policy change you would make to facilitate major economic development in the urban corridors? We mentioned violence, which has been the front pages of lots of media, but is there anything else that you would? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, and the violence is an issue I bring up because it's been top of mind. And unfortunately, we've been in the headline news. And I say we, I mean, Miami-Dade County. And, and I don't want us to be in, in headline news for that. Right. So right. so I bring that up uh, first, just because it's kind of the topic that we've all been talking about. But specifically pertaining to economic development, you know, one of my key pillars is innovation. Uh, and I have been a champion for looking at innovative ways of doing things, looking at things like cryptocurrency and blockchain technologies, which is a number that may, not a number, excuse me, uh, a word or phraseology that makes people feel very kind of uncomfortable because they don't know what right. it is, what does it mean? And, um, and so I say all of that to say, there is tremendous opportunity for our community in the world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. I don't have to go into all of that now because our time is limited, but it's something that I believe in and something that I advocate for, um, and particularly for communities of color and, and people like us, where we are accustomed to having limitations on our access to capital because we don't fit certain metrics or we haven't you know, had uh, whatever in order to get access to capital. This you know, eliminates the middleman as they say, and it, and it really is an opportunity for us here in Miami-Dade County to take leadership on this issue and to show, um, you know, that we're not afraid to look at ways to do things things differently uh, and better. And so that's why I created the Cryptocurrency and Blockchain Technology Task Force, which I'm very proud of. And listen, Brittany, I'm not an expert in this area, right? I certainly don't profess to be an expert, but I'm very interested and I believe in it. And I want the experts to sit down at a table, bring a report back to the Board of County Commissioners about how we can incorporate this into our county and how it can possibly help our residents. I'm happy that you mentioned innovation because I was super excited to see you on the day as one of the new commissioners, one of my gripes was also a local Miami, and I moved back from New York specifically because I felt like there was so much opportunity for fresh new young blood. So I think you're doing an awesome job. And Thank speaking you. of new blood, the county has a new transit director. So how do you intend, or what are your plans with working with him? I don't want to mispronounce his name um, in terms of advancing the transit and transportation plan in your district and the county as a whole. Yeah, thank you for asking about him, you know, and I don't want to butcher his name either. So I'm <laughs> going to stay cautious you on that. Um, but I've certainly met with him. He certainly seems like a capable, wonderful individual that we're looking forward to working with. And, and listen, I, I, I said to him in no uncertain terms, I asked him whether he knows Erica Badu, which is one of my favorite parts, <laughs> whether, and whether he is familiar with the song Bag Lady, uh, because I said, listen, you're coming in and you're essentially kind of like the bag lady because you are coming in as transportation director with a very heavy bag that you have to carry. Right. There is tremendous issues in our county, as you're aware of, uh, as it pertains to transportation. And I think he's up to the challenge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I represent South Dade and District Dade, and it's no secret that, you know, we we voted for, paid for, contemplated uh, rail and, and we didn't get it. Right. And so all of us in South Dade are kind of very mm, when it comes to transportation. Right. Um, and I hope to make up for that through new policies and new initiatives and look forward to working very closely with him. And he is, I don't know how old he is, but he does strike me as being a younger gentleman, a younger man. He 
worked in Denver and mm-hmm. I look forward to whatever innovative ideas he can help bring to Miami-Dade County because we are not and cannot and will not be a world-class community until we provide world-class transportation to our residents. Absolutely, I say that all the time, but I'm optimistic that we're moving in the right direction. So speaking of us being a world-class city, do you think that the current millage rate is sufficient to support the necessary infrastructure investment to make us a world-class city? Yes, yes. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm saying yes because I am not going to raise taxes and I will never vote to raise taxes. Again, government does not have a dollars problem. They have a spending problem. And I say they as if I'm not part of government. I now (laughs) am part of government. (laughs) So I have to use the we. Listen, $9 billion is a lot of money, Brittany, and it can go a very, very long way. And so, yes, the millage rate is sufficient. We have to live within our means. And as a county commissioner, I'm going to make sure that we do exactly that. Awesome. So and you touched upon crypto, but I'm just curious just quickly. I know I'm really excited about what um, Francis Mayor Suarez is doing in terms of bringing attention to tech and crypto. We just had the largest crypto conference a couple of weeks ago here in Wynwood, which was great. So what are, what's your response to skeptics that are like Miami can't be the new Silicon Valley of the South? I say to them, you don't know what's in Miami, right? Uh, And I'm glad that you brought up that conference because I had the pleasure and the honor of opening day two, which was the final day. And I gave remarks to a a crowd of, I think, more than 10,000 people. It was wonderful and it was energizing, okay? And listen, I don't even know that Miami-Dade County is interested in being the next Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley has been done, okay? (laughs) Right. We, I want to create, you know, a a cryptocurrency valley is -hmm. is essentially what I messaged at that uh, in my remarks. And I say that not because I'm married to the idea specifically of cryptocurrency. I think that stable coins are going to become part of our discussion very soon. There are governments across the country that are adopting their own stable coin, whether it's a US backed dollar stable coin. The, the fact is that digital currency and digital assets are part of our future, inevitably, whether you are ready for it or not. Right. I have messaged and will continue to message that I want Miami-Dade County to be the home for this industry, right? These yeah. are businesses. These are entrepreneurs that look like you and me that are young people that are professionals that are taking risks and are looking for financial freedom. And they have been successful in doing that. So I'm saying, bring your employees, bring your businesses, bring your families Mm -hmm. to South Dade and to Miami-Dade County. We support you. And hopefully that message is is getting out there. I think that it is. And thank you for championing this. I'm curious, Commissioner, what are your thoughts on somewhat pivoting, speaking of youth and innovation, I know that it is a challenge, particularly in the corporate world. I know your background's law, you worked at Greenberg, you have your own firm, clearly now that you're in politics, but you're clearly very well educated, super intelligent, but also equally as beautiful. So how do you balance staying true to yourself while also, you know, commanding respect and, you know, navigating in the sticky political world? Oh, it's interesting that you bring up commanding respect because I have a colleague who's a great friend of mine <laughs> that, that is trying very hard to photobomb our interview here. And he's like desperately trying to say hello. So I'll <laughs> allow him to, this is our experiment. <laughs> oh <my when> <laughs> So it's, uh, it's entirely ironic that you bring up that issue. That was uh, totally no, not I'm kidding. Yeah. He's wonderful. <laughs> that was totally not planned. 
And, you know, you, you gave me the wonderful compliment of saying uh, that I'm beautiful. I will tell your audience that that was planned. I paid you a couple of bucks before the interview to say that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, I appreciate you saying that. I, I think that, you know, there's no secret that, you know, parity for women is one of my passions and that we will not see change um, uh, until we have more women in leadership. And I'm not even speaking specifically about party, right? I'm talking about having a 50-50 representation at the top where decisions are being made. Right. If you look at our United States Congress and our Senate, we are only being represented at about 30% or less. What's mm -hmm. up with the 20, what's up with the 20% gap, right? right? And so I am very interested in serving and as serving as a role model for other women who think. I'm too young to serve, or my kids are too young to serve, or, you know, I don't have this, or I'm not ready for that. That's what we do so often as women is talk right. ourselves out of what we are entirely capable of doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so to the extent that I'm able to get anything done on this dais, it is to send the strong message to young women that you can serve too, and that you can find yourself and claw and fight because it's not easy, right? To get yourself to a position of leadership so that you can affect the change that you are talking to your friends and talking to your families about wanting to see for yourself and for your children. Because mm -hmm. until we are the voice and we are the ones making the votes, those, you know, there, there will not be equality in my humble opinion. Until we right. reach parity, we will not reach equality. I absolutely agree. And thank you for that. And your photo bomber. My last couple of, of questions. This is called my fire round. So I'm going to ask you questions and you just spit out the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. 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 <laughs> What's the last thing that you ordered on Amazon? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, my, I have a, I have a 14 pound miniature schnauzer who okay. is over 10 years old, who just had doggy surgery on his mouth because apparently little dogs, their teeth decay significantly faster than bigger dogs. We have an 80 pound Dogo Argentino as well. Anyway, so the last thing I bought on Amazon, which was this morning, as soon as I woke up, oh. were little dental doggy treats that help him brush his teeth through chewing on these little minty flavored doggy treats. So that was the last thing I bought on Amazon. See, I would have never known that existed before this. So yes. Amazon is yes. like the, the god of all products. So, okay. Yes, dog mints for our little doggy dental issues, correct. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite Jamaican patty spot in Miami-Dade County? I don't know if this place is still open, but Auntie Annie's was in Kendall when I was growing up. And that was hands down where you got your Jamaican patties. <laughs> I mean, I the ones with the red dot because I'm only interested in the ones that are super spicy because I put Me hot too. sauce on everything. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure if she's still open, but growing up as a kid, that was the best place for Jamaican patties. Yes. You have to have the red dot. Some people don't That's like right. spice, but they're missing out. That's right. Are you Jamaican? I'm not Jamaican, but growing up in Miami, I feel like I'm Jamaican, Cuban, yeah. Bahamian, I'm everything. That's right. You're honorary member of the Jamaican <laughs> tribe. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I am I'm embraced. Thank you so much. Okay. What book or books are you currently reading? 
Yeah. So there's a wonderful book that I encourage everybody to read called The, Pol- the Politics Industry. Okay. Uh, and it's by Melanie Guile. And I think it's Michael Porter. I may be getting his name wrong, but it's a newly released book that challenges the two-party system mm-hmm. and talks about how, you know, we will never essentially see, you know, uh, um, uh, uh Uh, an improvement on the divisiveness when it comes to politics, so long as there only exists a two-party system. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful, wonderful book. I strongly recommend everyone to read it that has any interest in politics. Awesome. And lastly, Commissioner, what would you like your legacy to be as a public servant? I would like my legacy to be as a public servant um, that I brought real solutions to the people on a meaningful level, whether that is in the area of transportation, social services, or innovation. Um, And, you know, we have already accomplished uh, at least one legacy project. There was a project in my district that was over 50 years old. Nobody wanted to touch it. The community was very passionate about it. And it was connecting concrete. It was building literally a bridge in my district. Um, I ran on this. It was clear about wanting to do this project. The great majority of the residents in my district strongly supported it. And thankfully, within the first 100 days, we were able to cross that project, uh, cross it across the finish line. And so that, you know, I have been told is a legacy project and I'm very thankful about that. So as far as legacy reputation, I want it to be that DCH gets things done. Yes. I love the hashtag and the theme. (laughs) I think it's let's get it done or we get it done. I see often. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much. And you guys, if you would want to follow, first of all, you are the most fashionable one on there. I know we're t- on, on the DS. I'm not just saying that because you're in front of me. Sorry, Oliver. Um, so Wait, I love- Okay. Because you said his name, he jumped up and here he comes again. I, now he's taken offense that he believes he's the most, go ahead, go ahead. All right, here we go. We know, you know, some people, it's okay. <laughs> But we're talking to the most fashionable one, and I am (laughs) excited and proud about all that you stand for and are doing. So thank you for continuing to be an inspiration, like you said, for women, women of color, or just anybody uh, who's interested in jumping into this cutthroat arena. And I look forward to like hopefully seeing you in person really soon. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Thank you again so much for having me. I'm at Stephen P. Clark at our government center in one of our conference rooms. And so my colleague genuinely surprised us with his presence, uh, but I <laughs> certainly welcome him. He's a wonderful, wonderful vice chairman. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and you. I look forward to meeting you in person very soon. Likewise. Thanks, Commissioner. Have, Have a great day. Here. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode of Brit Happens. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or Google. You can also find me online at www.brithappens.com and on social media, Instagram or Facebook at Brittany Sharpton. See you next time.